Hello guys, welcome back to the Telecom Talk Show. My name is Tanay Singh Thakur and joining us today is Mr. Samit Banerjee. Uh, he's the Division President at Amdocs Cloud Operation Services. Samit, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. I won't take a lot of your time, so I'll just jump right into the questions. Samit, we know that uh, adoption of cloud is growing in India and the demand for cloud services is only going to grow from here in the coming years. So now we know 5G is going to uh, be one of the drivers of cloud in India. But what do you think, including 5G, uh, what do you think are the other factors that are actually contributing to the growth of public cloud services in the Indian market? So Tanay, first of all, thank you for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure to talk to you as well. Um, coming back to your question, see, uh, the major driver that we see today for cloud adoption is the fact that um, Post-COVID, India is going through a proper economic research. Uh, we also see that the government is having a very clear digital first policy. So now when you mix up these two things, that the economy is growing and digital first is happening from all the different enterprises that are trying to get back to their original numbers, then how do they do that fast? Now that is possible when they adopt a strategy like cloud. Why? because whatever is happening in the digital space, they need to use cloud as the foundation, the basic foundation. And, and today, all the uh, enterprises would like to save on the cost of trying to procure unnecessary hardware and taking up unnecessary space like storage and data centers and so on. So they would like to do something which can happen in a gradual space and whenever they need it. It's like, like more like the just-in-time inventory concept for the retail space. So that's why cloud is an attractive proposition for all these guys. And this is one of the major drivers that they would have. Now, added on that is the fact that you would also see the adoption of AI and ML and machine-to-machine uh, -machine language that is getting uh, implemented across different platforms. Uh, the drones that they are uh, using many of the sectors, like in agriculture areas, for example, uh, or the rural areas, for example, all these things, they would also like to utilize two technologies. One, as you rightly pointed out, 5G, which is going to come to the cloud as a platform. So all these different factors that are playing out in the Indian economy is pointing to the fact that India has to pick up the cloud as an adoption strategy going forward. So Samit, how is Amdocs helping its clients in their cloud journey? Yeah, so, so we have a very robust um, cloud organization for ourselves. And, and what we are doing is we are trying to help our customers in a number of ways. So if you talk about uh, cloud as a strategy, then the first thing that comes into play is where are the consultants? the real cloud consultants, not basic consultants, but the cloud consultants who can tell you how to adopt cloud at scale, not only for one time. And then when you go to that cloud adoption, what is the strategy do you need to follow with respect to, for example, which applications will go there? Because as you know that most of the operators, if I talk about the telco, and, and most of our customers are telco, so most of these customers, they have applications with them which can be 15 years old, 20 years old, 30 years old in many cases Okay, that we have. Now, they are not cloud-ready. Those applications are not cloud-ready. So you need to go through a proper assessment 
of A, how do you convert it to the cloud? Okay, B, when do you convert it to the cloud? C, whether it will work in the entire ecosystem or not? Okay, because you cannot say, okay, I will move application A, which is a care kind of an application, but then my commerce or my monetization applications are not in the cloud. So how will you work in that kind of an environment? So, so you need a very thorough assessment. Okay, so that's one part. And we have a strong uh, set of consultants, cloud consultants who are available, who works with our customers to explain to them what is the journey that they need to take. Second, we are helping in terms of the product itself. So we have a cloud native product. Uh, now we are in the market space for almost 40 years and we are leading this market of the telco space where we operate. Uh, but we had products previously which were not cloud native. So in the last three years when we understood that two things are happening in the industry, digital and cloud, we started to get into our new product line which was digitalized and which is cloud enabled. So they are all cloud native products, okay? So we are trying to help our customers that, okay, maybe you don't need to migrate the same old application to the cloud. We can take you through a journey where you can modernize. You can modernize your application and get to a cloud native product itself. So that's the second part of it. Third, we are trying to create a platform which is for operability. So we call it an Amdocs cloud management platform, ACMP in short. So ACMP is something that we enable the customer to take an end-to-end -end view of how to operate in the cloud. So whether it is, let's say, the infrastructure part of it, how do you apply the cloud infrastructure? Whether it is about FinOps, which is very important, meaning to understand how the financials in the cloud will be played out, which is very complex and different compared to what we do in the on-premise area. Then how do you monitor your entire application set, which is sitting in the cloud? How do you observe? How do you go for auto healing of the issues that will happen? How do you conduct it with AI ops, which is the artificial intelligent operations that you do? How do you go for zero touch operations? All these angles are played out in the ACMP that we are providing them. It has complete set of tools and, and product components, which allows you to operate. So whether it is about consulting, how to go about it in your cloud journey, or the product, which is, is it enabling the cloud components of it or not? Or the delivery mechanism of putting the product in place into production or operating it at the end of the day in the cloud. All of that we provide because we have a complete end-to-end -end holistic view of the cloud. Now, we also know that every customer of ours or every operator would not be ready for this at the, at the beginning itself. So we try to work with the customers to see, okay, so in which phase you are in? And can we, can we do it in uh, different slices? We don't need to do everything on day one. So we can define between us together in a partnership mode to say, okay, so we can now start to assess this component of my entire IT landscape. Because all these operators have a huge landscape, huge IT landscape. And you cannot take a journey to say, okay, I will move everything together in the next five years. Yes, I would like to, I would want to, but you have to define the path of that. So we are helping our customers to do this. We are working with multiple customers on this front, uh, whether it is in Asia Pacific or Europe or North America, we have most of the customers who are working with us in this entire journey that I just described to you. Okay, Samit, interesting to know that. Now, I want to get your views on something. Uh, when it comes to scale, you know, how fast do you think small businesses in India would also start adopting cloud services for, for their day-to-day -day operations? 
Yeah. See, depends on uh, the small businesses. What exactly is their end objective and the goals? Okay. So if it is something like applications, pure applications that they would like to have, which will support their sales component of it, their care component of it, commerce component of it, this can be achieved pretty fast. If it, it depends on the type of application also, whether it is cloud native or not. Number one. Number two, whether it is more like a SaaS model, okay, if it is a software as a service kind of a model, then it is very easy to adopt over there. But suppose they have their own applications in place and that is not cloud ready and it is residing in their own IT space, then that might take a little more time, okay? And there, they can have two options. One, they can say, you know what, I will, uh, I will completely ignore my current stack I will go for a modernization of my stack and then I will go for a upgrade. Okay, and that will become a cloud journey itself. Or they can say that uh, I will take the support of some SaaS software which is already available. Okay, I don't need to modernize. I don't need to spend my money on upgrading my software and my data center and my own IT space and so on. I will pick up the software which is already available. It is running in the cloud. I don't need to worry about how I uh, how I need to go for this entire IT journey. Okay, all that I need to do is I need to subscribe. I will just become a subscriber of the software. Then that becomes an easier path for them. But, but again, it depends on the IT uh, or the CIO objective of that uh, specific enterprise to decide which way to go. So there are multiple paths to go. And, and it depends on the complexity and the spread of the application landscape in that uh, operator. So Samit, now this one thing else is uh, well, right? Is India infrastructure-wise ready uh, for cloud to be deployed at a large scale? Yeah, yeah, that definitely we are, okay? Because I think what COVID taught us is that we need to be ready with our infrastructure very fast. If you remember, I mean, when COVID happened back in March, 2020, the whole IT uh, work moved to the homes within a span of days, not even weeks, days, right? And India showed the world that at our scale, the scale with which we operate, okay, the number of towns, the number of villages where people went out at that point of time, we were able to support it very fast. And the infrastructure also really supported very well. So thanks and kudos to all our Indian operators, especially the broadband providers, the internet providers, uh, all the machine providers, they did a fabulous job. So I think that part is not an issue. Okay, we will definitely be able to support from an infrastructure point of view. I think what is an issue is the IT strategy of the companies, okay, whether they are ready to take this leap of faith or not, okay? Now, uh, why that is an issue is because cloud, as much as people want to go for it, they're also sometimes a bit worried about the components related to cloud. So for example, what happens to my security? Oh, it is sitting in the cloud. Is it okay? Is it not okay? They worry about that. Then they think that, okay, what will happen to data loss? Will I lose data? What will happen? What will happen if there's an outage? Okay, at that point of time, what do I do? What will happen if my software doesn't work in the cloud? Okay, so there are lots of ifs and buts that are there. Another very big question that keeps coming back to the operator's mind is the cost, that if I go to the cloud, am I going to save money or am I not going to save money? Many cases, I must tell you also honestly, many cases, the operators or the um, enterprises which are moving to cloud, they sometimes find, oh, I'm not actually saving money. And that is true because 
in the cloud, you can tend to go for higher cost if you do not manage your cloud resources properly. Okay, which brings into play what I mentioned on earlier on that term called FinOps. Okay, the financials of operations in the cloud. And that's the subject by itself. Like in Amdocs, we have a complete portfolio of a product which takes care of this entire thing, which will give you real-time notification, real-time decision-making to say, oh, you know what? I have so much of resources sitting idle in the cloud. I should quickly shut it down because it is unnecessarily creating cost for me. So, so these are some of the questions that are there in the minds and, and that would be needing a good answer before they can go and imbibe this particular thing. So the strategy has to be right and the infrastructure has to be set up correctly. Then it is fine. You can adopt to it. But as a country, I think we are fine. So uh, Samit, while we are talking about the strategy that the IT company should take, now what's your take on how important or how significant it is for a company to uh, adopt an efficient cloud approach or cloud practice? Yeah, so, so it is very important for, for the companies to take their practice in place, but they have to remember many, many things in their part of the strategy when they are doing that. So one very important thing is, Cloud is not only an IT kind of a change. Okay, if every if the company feels that oh it is an IT change, we'll just move to cloud and that's it. It is not. It is an entire ecosystem change. Okay, if people have to get along with it in a uh, in a matter of a change management. Okay, how we work in the cloud, it will not be the same. Okay, it will be different ways of ways of working. Two, the companies also need to remember in mind that uh, you will get flexibility. You'll get a lot of flexibility. So it means that gone are the times when you will say that I will come back with an IT release, which is going to happen after three months or four months, and I have time and business has time to prepare and so on. It will not be like that. It will happen very fast. Okay, so the whole concept of CICD, continuous integration and continuous development is the classic support that cloud provides. Okay, and this is something that will become more and more pronounced. So it's like it's like when you think about Netflix or Spotify, okay, all the applications that we use. You see the features getting rolled out constantly. Amazon, the classic case. Okay, every almost 30 seconds, you are having some new feature coming into that. So, so these things will happen very fast. So we need to adapt. We need to adapt. The companies need to adapt when they are moving into a cloud journey uh, for, uh, for the whole company, not only for IT. And they have to take a large, broad kind of a, a picture in mind. Okay, not a very narrow picture in mind. So the strategy has to be both business and IT overall as a company, and then that should be fine. So Shamit, can uh, Samit, can you share some of the common shadow IT examples with us and things that organizations should watch out for? Ah, shadow IT. That's a very interesting point that you are raising because uh, if I now try to uh, connect with this cloud versus shadow IT, I think it will be extremely difficult or challenging for a company to go for a cloud journey if they have shadow IT. So, so just for your viewers to understand what is shadow IT, the meaning of shadow IT is that uh, when you are having multiple IT teams sitting within your same company, 
supporting each one of their ecosystem separately and not in a centralized way. For example, your inventory management is separate and your care is something completely separate. Your front office is managing system, which is separate. Your billing uh, part is separate. Your entire collection systems is separate. Then you are starting to create separate pockets over there. Now, when you create that kind of a separate pockets of IT over there, uh, it's, it, it is going to become challenging to create a cloud journey. Why? Because now you do not know that what all systems are in the, in the whole ecosystem, the IT ecosystem, are they talking to each other in a cohesive way? Do you have all your configuration management systems in the right way or not? Do you have data consistency or not? You are going to lack in many, many of these areas. Okay, is your data secure or not? All these things you will be lacking. So my strong, strong belief is we cannot have a shadow IT kind of a concept in, a, in an enterprise, medium size, large size, for sure not, for sure not. You need to have a central IT. Because if you have a central IT, then you can start to formulate the strategy that we were talking about, that you can assess which parts of this whole IT ecosystem that you have can become candidates for the first set of applications that will move to the cloud. And why? Okay, why does that make sense? Then which one will follow behind it? How will you scale that up? How will you make sure that you will start to shut down your IT systems on one hand and the data centers on the other hand and start to save money from that process? Okay, you will take out the cost of license, the cost of software, the cost of maintenance, the cost of uh, data centers. You will all start to take that out slowly, stage by stage, and then you start to move them up in the in the cloud. And, and that way, you will be able to take the advantage of the agility of cloud, the, the pace of cloud, the scalability of cloud. Those are the things that you will start to take advantage. But if you're in shadow, very big problem because you will not be able to coordinate this entire story properly. So Samit, what do you think is technical debt? Explain to us in simple words and what should an organization do to deal with it? Yeah, so technical debt is something which is related to the amount of cost or rather waste that goes into play when we do not do our IT work properly. So in simple terms, it means I was sitting and I was supposed to create a code for you because you are looking for an application from me. Let's say you want to use an app and you have given me a contract to write that app. I wrote the app and it went into your production life and it is giving you lots of bugs, lots of issues. Now that is creating a techni technical debt. Why? Because probably you gave me a deadline which was not probably correct or I was not ready to meet your deadline and therefore I tried to do something very fast. I did not test it properly. I did not code it properly. I did not keep the end objectives of production or real life utilization in mind properly. And therefore, when it went live, it created all the problems for you. So technical data is something in the software industry in our world is something which is pretty bad. Okay, we, we need to avoid it under all circumstances. Now, what's the answer to that? Okay, so what, what should we do? The point is, whenever you have a technical debt, you will have to come back to the same piece of code, the same piece of software, and try to fix it and get it better, right? Now, that calls for a cost, an unnecessary cost that all of us will bear. Some cases that cost also is borne by the customer themselves because you will pass on the cost. You will not be able to absorb every cost within yourself. So, so this is a cost, this is a waste that is going to happen in the system. Now, how can you stop it? I think the best way to stop it is that in the industry, you have a DevOps as a concept. Okay, And we in Amdocs, for example, are very strong believers in DevOps. 
So the simple way to think about DevOps is that development of the software and operations of the software are not two different worlds. You have to connect them as a single world. So you have to say that whatever I will develop, whatever I will design, whatever I will create as a solution, that should work in production in the way it was conceived to work in the beginning. And if it doesn't work, then I should make sure that it works. So typically, if the team is the same team and not two different teams, one is developing and another one is supporting production issues and so on. If it is the same team, then they know the importance of the software that will run ultimately in the production. And then in that case, technical debt will start to go down dramatically because it's very simple that if I develop the software and then after it goes live, if I'm going to get the calls in the middle of the night, 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m., every day, day after day, my life is going to become terrible. So I don't want that kind of a life. So I will make sure that I code it correctly and I will keep operations in mind. I will keep what is the end objective in mind. So if I code that way, if I design that way, then I will be less likely to face issues once it is live in production. And that's why DevOps as a model is very important, which we at least in Amdocs are very clear about. And we try to make sure that it operates like that. Incidentally, in Amdocs, we also provide managed services to all our operators that we have, most of our operators worldwide that we have. So the solution that we create out of our product, because it is our own product, we also run it for our customer on behalf of our customer. And that way it helps us, okay, to make sure that you give, keep a full DevOps mindset in in uh, in in the uh, picture. So, Samit, coming back to the cloud side of things, and this will be the last question for you. Uh, I, I just want to get your views on uh, or your suggestions for an organization uh, that is just entering into the world of cloud for the first time. What would you suggest them to do? Ah, so very good question. So, I think the first thing is that they need to have a change of mindset. Okay, they need to have a different mindset on how to operate. And there's a lot of change management that needs to happen. Okay, first thing is their IT needs to think differently. So there can be a lot of very simple, basic thing, which is job security. The IT might have a job security that, oh my God, now everything will move from data center and on-premise. What will happen to my job? Okay, everything will go into the cloud. Okay, so there's a big change management that will happen over there. Then the change management will happen on the software front itself, all the applications that are being used, those applications, are they going to work in cloud, not work in cloud? Suppose they find out some applications will not work in cloud. Let's say they were in mainframe, old mainframe, or they were using legacy languages like COBOL kind of a, a language that they were using. So now it will go for a change. So again, job security issues. Those guys who were maintaining the software, okay, or working on the software, they will become redundant. So you have a big change management to be done with the people itself, okay, that how this is going to work. Then you need change management with respect to the new software that will come into play. When such new software comes into play, it is never a parity. Parity meaning it will not work the same way as the previous softwares were working. So the, the workflow will change, and that is again a change. So whether it is your front-end employees, okay, who are in the sales, the sales agents, for example, or whoever is sitting in the front desk, for example, they have to now follow a different workflow. And that is again a change. Okay. So there's a large issue of change management, which needs to be kept in mind. Um, then what you need to also understand is that it will now go through a parallel run. Okay. A parallel run because you might change software. You might go through a journey of moving your entire software to the cloud. So there will be a couple of systems which will run in parallel. 
your people need to be um, patient about it because it's now going to be a journey. It is going to be a transformation. Okay. So my advice will always be that first get your people ready for this kind of a change. It's a heavy change that is coming into play. It's not a light change. Okay. It is a heavy change. But, but you have to sell the positives out of it. What are the positives? There are great positives. The biggest positive is that I will be able to control how fast I can bring the changes to help my business. And that's the most important thing because business will always need changes okay, to sell better, to control their business better. So I will be able to bring all the changes very fast in the cloud. Why? Because I will now be able to use the technology which allows me to scale up, scale down at its own pace, whatever is the pace. Two, I should be able to control my cost. Okay by using the feature of FinOps, which I mentioned earlier on. If I use FinOps properly, I will be able to control the cost of my infrastructure uh, along with it. Then I have a great advantage in terms of my scalability that I was talking about. Because let's say, let's say during Diwali time, I'm going to have more spike in sales. Okay, At that point of time, I will need more infrastructure, more compute power, more storage power and all of that. I'll be able to scale up because all the cloud is there available for me. I can scale it up quickly. There's an advantage for my development teams and my test teams to be able to get environments very fast. In the on-premise world, what happens is you need to go procure. You'll have to wait when the machines will come. Then you have to put the environments, plug them in. Then you need to go and create the environment. You don't need all those things in cloud. They will all come ready-made. How much do you want? When do you want? And you will be able to immediately go there, right? So these are some of the advantages that you will have in the cloud. So you have to sell the positives to the organization that there are fantastic positives that are going to come along with it. It's efficiency, it's scalability, it's the way the security that is there in the cloud that confirms it. It is your, uh, it's your time to market that you can get. It is about the automatic software updates that are going to happen. It's the speed of deployment. All these things are going to come into play when you are going to the cloud. So yes, there is some pain, but for the future, there's a lot of gain. That's what you need to sell to the organization. Well, thank you, Samit. Thank you for uh, this conversation. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I hope you enjoyed it as well. And we can have one more of uh, one more such conversation in the future. So thank I'm you. I'm sure. I'm sure. Thank you very much, Tanay. Pleasure talking to you. Thank you.